Hi, this is Andy. And hi, this is Sunny. And you are listening to the Business Over Chai podcast. Our mission is to share startup stories that will inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs across the South Asian community. In today's episode, we are speaking to Tony Sheargill, CEO of BritAsia TV. BritAsia is a popular TV channel predominantly targeting the young Asian demographic broadcasting initially in the UK, as well as now expanding to India, Canada, Europe and Africa. During our conversation, Tony discusses his first foray into the world of TV and media came when he launched Sikh Channel, the world's first TV channel dedicated to Sikhs. He then held various senior roles at broadcasting organisations before wanting to explore TV from a cultural perspective, which led him to bid for and successfully purchase the BritAsia brand. Tony is a big believer in supporting local communities and has recently launched the BritAsia Fund, a project born during the COVID-19 pandemic. BritAsia Fund aims to teach and guide startup businesses, including getting funding, and help to develop a roadmap for entrepreneurs to realise their ambitions and dreams. All right, Tony, thank you so much for coming uh, onto the uh, podcast. We're so grateful to have you. Um, Tony, obviously, you know, you're a very prolific um, leader in the space of media across the South Asian community running BritAsia TV. Um, and before we start going into the TV channel, we'd love to kind of understand your, your background, your, up, your upbringing, um, your family upbringing, where you're based. Um, and yeah, go from there. Yeah, no, um, thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy, for having me on uh, on the podcast. Um, so, look, upbringing's always been humble upbringing. Um, it's been more, you know, my, my parents were more centred around helping others, making sure, you know, um, we were there to support others. Because, you know, let's be honest, when, you know, in the early days, um, uh, there probably was a lot more love. We're now, where we're, you know, we're all trying to become um, successful and buy our houses and, and, and do good for the for our children. But then if you put yourself in when we were young, we were happy with just playing, playing I don't know, outside um, uh, with a ball and kibs or yeah. playing rounders or doing something very small. And we never used to care about how big the garden was or what we had to do. So, you know, I come from a very large family, five sisters, another brother, so there's seven of us. So, you know, we've always been growing up as, as uh, you know, um, really got on well with siblings. And, um, you know, our birthday parties were like, you know, 50, 60 people, just us, <laughs> never mind inviting anyone else out. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, always, it's always been lively and it's always good. I think, you know, that Prabhupada kind of collectiveness is really important. I think parents have brought us up to just basically make sure we're always there and make sure, you know, be, the, be, be a bit more giving. And, and, and help others, really. It's never been more about, you know, you need to become a millionaire overnight or you need to become, uh, yes, absolutely, success and, and, and education and, and, and a good job is, is very, very important. But at the same time, practice your religion as well at the same time. And be proud of who you are. Be proud of your identity. Mm. You know, pray in the morning. It's really important. So meditation, some people might meditate, um, you know, and, and it's, it, it's that ethos I think they've gave, they, they've given us to to feel proud and be strong I suppose. And were you uh, based always been based in Birmingham or? Yeah, yeah I'm born and bred in Birmingham. Um, yes. You know, and uh, my, my 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 parents, uh, you know, are, are from um, uh, north of India, uh, from from Punjab. Awesome. 
So uh, you've obviously been born uh, in a family in Birmingham, very, very deep values. Um, and, you know, that's really, um, really, really awesome um, to hear that you, you know, been raised with such um, good, you know, good people around you, good, uh, a very close knit family, extended family as well now. Let's talk a bit about your interest in in media. I know that you studied uh, media and broadcasting. Was media kind of just the thing that you just by chance uh, wanted to do? Or was there something that you thought, okay, I want to study it because I'm really excited and interested in this certain topic? What what got you into that decision? I think I've always been passionate about, you know, creating something or doing something a little bit out the box or doing something different to leave you know, um, leave a kind of a legacy. We were lacking media. We didn't have any kind of presence politically. We didn't have any 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 presence. And now we have obviously two, two MP representation. So I've always thought in my mind, it's always been, um, let's think out the box. Let's do something amazing. And to be honest, you know, I left uni and I thought, mm, I haven't really, you know, what else is there that I could do? And the only thing I came I came up with was actually, let's, let's launch a tabloid. Let's do an English version of the times you know uh, and, and let's start that up and it was i was i've still owned the domain funny enough but i was just going to call it seek news and i was about to launch it very and, and i was looking at a few journalists to, to to take them on and look at the structure and then what happened was i met a guy who who was running tv channels and had his own tv channels but they were nothing related towards the community they were like um legal tv channels and um he he, he obviously went into that um Again, he had the infrastructure built. Um, he already had a lot of things in place. So, you know, I was I, I went to him actually as a as a um, for for uh, as an investor. So I said, listen, this is my concept. This is my idea. This is what I'm trying to do. This is my structure. What do you think? And he said, it's not going to work. It's 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 you know the community won't won't spend fifty p to at the news agents and they won't buy it. And I was like, listen, I, I disagree. I think they buy magazines. And at that time, magazines was a big thing. Yeah. There's so yeah. many magazines that used to go, you know, it was, was available talking about the industry, talking about so many other things. And it was at, at that time where we, again, kept, kept dialogue, kept dialogue, kept dialogue. And he basically was going to sell a TV channel. And, and I said, I would love to learn how TV channels work. I would love to understand what happens. So then, I kind of learned the process of how you buy a TV channel, how do you sell it, what do you have to do, what legalities, what's the structure, and so on and so on and so on. And then literally it really intrigued me. And I thought, well, actually, this is far better because in a population of 67 million people in the UK, probably less than 50 people on a TV channel, very hard to understand the dynamics and the structure uh, and the logistics of running a TV channel is very, very difficult. You could go to a counter and you could say, uh, how many TV channel owners uh, and businesses do you look after? He'll probably say none. Because like I said to you, there's only probably less than 50 people on a, on a TV channel. The rest come from international. It could be RTTV, it could be from India, it could be from Saudi Arabia, it could be from anywhere. So so that's where majority of the, of, of the channels will come in to the UK. I think what I'm trying to get at, it isn't the normal strategy or the normal uh, business uh, um, uh, sort of accounting process of, of, of running a business. It's absolutely totally different. But that's where the idea come from. And then we, we, uh, we just launched, uh, uh, after looking at all that structure, after understanding the whole process, um, myself and, and, and um, 
um, the, the gentleman I launched it with was a guy called Davinda. We um, basically decided to just call it Seat Channel. Let's do it for the community and let's just roll with it. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what kind of impact would happen. Didn't really know what was gonna, um, you know, was the community gonna be accepted? Don't forget, this is the first Seat Channel in the world. So it's like, you know, it, it was it was running maybe a hundred Godward in one. <laughs> you know, that's how it felt at the time when I set it up. Um, it, it felt it felt good because what I realized at the time is we're offering something to people who maybe don't get the opportunity to go Godwara. Maybe they don't feel like going Godwara. Maybe they they for for health reasons they can't go to the Godwara. Um, but at least we brought Gurbani into households, which if you look now, how long is it now? It's been almost uh, so 2008. We we launched that um, uh, in April Vasaki. So, you know, if you look at that, what, almost 10, 10 odd years, you know, if you look at, if you measure, if somebody measured in the last 10 years, what impact has the community had? What other voices? Technically, we just created a platform to raise the voice and get the, get communities more educated, let them understand and bring Gurbani to the forefront. So, you know, I, I, I think um, um, I, I don't think that we, I think we were chosen probably by God to to give this service and give something back to the community. So that's the way I look at it. And I always think it's just something I did for the community and it will always be that. It was, it, it's a, it's a non-monetary uh, value. It was literally just to give, give back to the community. I set that up um, and spent a year setting that up. Then I went on to set up Sangha TV then I went on to set up uh, Seek TV. Then I set up KTV, um, and then I then I brought Brazier TV. That's uh, that's such an exciting story there, Tony. But uh, uh, just, just taking a step back there, I mean, setting up this first Seek channel, um, and then even before that, you were talking about setting up a tabloid. So, did you see, or your your family, or your parents, or your family say, you know? Tony, there's a lot of risk in this. You know, this hasn't been done before. Um, there's a big risk there. What, what did you? What kind of advice or feelings were you getting from your from your family about doing something so brave? See, what it is entrepreneurship is about risk. Doing business is about risk. Either you've got that, or you haven't. You could be a bank manager for twenty years, and you could look at all your clients making money, taking risks, doing this, and and you always think in the back of your head, shit, 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 I would love to do that. But guess what? You're comf you're com you're in your comfort zone. And you'll just sit there. I'm, I'm, you know, the more risk you take, one of them will land somewhere. But it's all about having calculated risks. It's a bit foolish if we just try and put money here, there, and everywhere, and 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 and, and just try everything. It's not that. It's actually having calculated risk and understanding visual income and understanding what would work. And if you've done enough research, um, media, it, it was more of a buzz factor. It was more about actually. It will start eventually. People love to read. People love to watch TV. And if you look at now, we're in an industry where content is king. People listen to music. People are listening to podcasters. People, you know, people are reading online. So it's an industry that will just continue to grow, grow, grow. Uh, you know, it's something we'll call evergreen. But I think as long as your content's good, as long as your brand's good, as long as you, you're honest in, in how you do your business, I think you'll do well. Did you get the pushback from family? Or uh, were they fully supportive all the way? Um, I think the family were the family were all supportive. The family was like, "Listen, you do what you got to do. You know what to do. You know yeah. how to do it." 
they've always been supportive. Good. So, so Tony, I'm really interested to know what it takes to set up a TV channel. Um, for example, Andy and I uh, run this Business Over Chai podcast, but, you know, we work on each episode at a time uh, and, and then that's it. Running a TV channel is a completely different ball game. You know, there's, you know, you're on many hours a day, if not 24 hours uh, a day, seven days a week. So were you scared about, you know, is there enough content out there for this? Um, what, are, what are we going to put out there? How, how did you come about? you know getting the content for it and was there a lot of people helping you at the time it's a good it's a good question sonny i mean running a tv channel doesn't uh, weekends don't exist by the way when i took Brit asia when we took Brit asia ryan and, and you know with my consortium it was literally here's a great brand it's been on air for 10 years but the brand needs to look at new opportunities the brand needs to breathe totally different the brand has a it's a household name the brand now needs international presence. The brand now needs to be working with public sector, private sector. It's, it's, it needs to go to that next corporate uh, uh, level. If I took over and there was only about 100,000 viewers a month, we're now on over a million. So, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been hard. It's been very difficult because we rely on commercial. The, the, the way the channel works is it's, it all runs on um, ad revenue. So we... You know we have to keep driving ad revenue in and and why do we why do we spend circa fifty sixty thousand pound a month on keeping it alive is because we're keeping a culture alive we're keeping a community alive we're keeping a music genre alive so there's so many elements in it that we're trying to keep alive and I think it's really important and and I think it's also about delivering the positive and right messages if we were in position to to, to, to deliver messages to our community during COVID and please take your vaccinations and please stay indoors and please do that. You know, you know it's so important as a platform. You, don't, you only start to realise it within a pandemic and all this time and actually how important, you know, it is and how important we have to deliver the right message to communities and so on. Um, you know, so, yeah, it, it, I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's been easy because it hasn't. It's, it's been very tough. And, uh, but you know what, you keep, you learn every day, you learn every day, you take risks every day and you just keep punching, punching, punching and keep going. Yeah, that's really good insight. And in terms of the, the, the Britasia piece, I think, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that we can talk about. Um, and I know that you've already touched on some of that. Um, you start, could you tell us when Britasia, uh, was, when you took over Britasia, which year was that? 2017 May I took over. Okay. The theme of this podcast, really kind of one of the themes that we want to pull out from here is really thinking about for an entrepreneur, uh, since it is an, you know, a South Asian entrepreneur's podcast, uh, what it looks like or what it might look like in terms of buying a business that exists already versus one that starts up from, from scratch that somebody would. And, you know, you came in as CEO uh, and you saw this, this TV channel running for a few years and you spotted an opportunity. How did that come about first? I mean, you obviously had the experience running a Sikh channel and a number of different channels subsequently. Um, but this was, you know, something that you saw very different in fact, because you're going from, you know, a, 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 a religious type of content to now music. Uh, what was the turning point? What was that opportunity like? Could you share? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was a friend of mine um, who uh, told me about the opportunity. He was working at Asia TV, his name's Gage. And he basically said, look, the brothers are looking to sell it. Why don't you come in? There's a few other people interested and let's, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, it's quite serious. Uh, um, 
you know, I, th I think there's a great opportunity. I think we could do a lot more. Um, so, so that's how it came about, and that's how I kind of got involved. And then, um, and then, literally, it was just, you know, you know how it works. It's a contract race. Whoever gets to the finishing line gets it. Um, we were, we were obviously, um, uh, you know, faster than others to complete, which we, we you know, we, we did. Um, I think, I think at the time when I was looking at it, I was, I was thinking about. Yes, it is a great brand. Yes, it's a household name, but we need to do something a little bit different than what 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 else is already out there. I love the fact that Brit Asia represented so many different communities, so many different people from different backgrounds and the religious backgrounds. But the culture was Punjabi. The 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 Utani, the Marbuli, the way we speak, our language was Punjabi. So that Punjabiness was what drew me in. Because I always looked at the religious aspect and understood that very, you know, really well. Um, but we're still learning every day. Um, and then the cultural, it was, okay, I just thought the cultural was, we go to a wedding and we dance. That's all you ever really knew. Mm -hmm. And whatever we learned in that process of understanding of the rituals within a wedding. But when you really deeply look into the, you know, in, in, into our culture, it's so rich. You know, there's poetry, there, there, there's arts. You know, there's there's color, there's dance, there's this. It's it's just amazing, and how that connects so many communities was what really really interested me. Great. So so Tony, just touching operationally, um, when you took over British Asia, you obviously elevated it to the next level. Um, you know, taking viewership from hundred thousand viewers a month to one million a month now. Um, did you find that more challenging than setting up a TV channel from scratch? Because, you know, here you already had a kind of um, a brand following. You already, you know, people came to expect uh, what they can view on Britasia. But here you were changing something that was already built and, and maybe molding into the, ne the next big thing. Um, did you find that more difficult than starting from scratch? I think it, will, it was it was actually difficult because let me let me explain why was it difficult. Number one, you had the stigma you had to get rid of. Number two, if there was any sort of any baggage, you had to clean that baggage out. Number three, if there was any bad, you know, any anyone that they've upset within them 10 years of ownership, I had to then prove extra hard. I had to do extra things even more harder and, and prove, my, you know, uh, that actually we're here for uh, uh, the artist is here. That, sorry, the platform's here for artists and, uh, you know, and, and, and it's a joint JV rather than me just saying Umbra Asia TV. It's not, it, doesn't, it won't work. It needs to be a collective and collaborative joint effort. Do larger events that British has never done before. So I took all my events to London, and 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 just by take, just leaving Birmingham and going to London, you know. And now even the channel broadcasts from London, but our headquarters are in Birmingham. So, you know, London's such a important um, a pinnacle. Uh, you know, you have to have an office there. You have to have presence there. But 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 that isn't just enough. You have to go on do awards there and actually show who you are uh, to the wider community and the, and, and the world. So if you look, you know, I, 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 done, I, done the Punjabi, I launched the first ever Punjabi Film Awards in the outside of India, and I done that in Grosvenor House Park Lane. You know, uh, I, I then went on to do, I done my music awards at Wembley. You know, this is where Jackson 5, Prince, you name it, all these big names have performed and, you know, Rihanna, so on and so on. You know they've performed and for us to have an award ceremony there and awarding the artist 
you've basically lifted the level of the Punjabis. Haven't you? You've given them a, a different level of, of quality and you've given them something different where why can't we go to there? Why can't we reach these new heights? Why can't we show the professionalism? We can. It, all it was is was, you know, was anyone willing to do it? Uh, you know, and, and I think that's what I kind of, you know, we went out of our comfort zone and actually done things where others probably wouldn't, if that makes sense. We're just going to take a quick break. If you like what you're hearing, please remember to hit the subscribe button and we'd love to hear your feedback. So please remember to leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter on our handle Business Over Chai or on our website at businessoverchai.com. Thanks again. And now back to the podcast. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is kind of the immediate things were rebranding, perhaps. Absolutely. Uh, rebranding, maybe building relationships, rapport with your vendors or the relationships with other people that were part of the TV station um, and as a, uh, the business as a whole. And then you're kind of now thinking about expanding that, the opportunity to build that brand. Or fundamentally, I think this was a would you say this was like a massive rebranding project uh, when it comes to you know acquiring Britasia and then thinking about those other opportunities around it to really level up um, its its existence? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it was more that it was it was definitely a rebrand. It was definitely um, new structures. It's it, but but don't forget it's an industry where you can't bring audit accountants in, you can't bring consultants in, you can't bring other people in to actually yeah, help. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's really ground level work, ground level taking big chances, doing things, making a statement, getting that PR out there, making sure it's consistently. It's not where I can say to you, Andy, no problem. We can bring a team in of consultants and yeah. management team and CEOs and directors and do something different. But you can't do that from day one. You have to gradually, gradually move it, move it, move it. And it takes time. You know, and, and you've got to find your footings. You've got to make a few mistakes, and, and which I did. And you've got to then learn from that and, and see how you could elevate and keep moving forward and keep being relevant. You know, in, TV, in five years' time, TV might not be the best platform. So are we already in talks with, Alex, uh, with a, a Netflix or an Amazon? Absolutely. So would we shift? Maybe. If that's where the industry, you know, if that's where the, if that's where the industry goes. So... It's, it's about being, you know, future-proof, thinking five years ahead, what, what new technologies are coming, how do we shift that pattern, what do we do slightly differently? So it's just working with, within, that, within, the, within the times um, and, and looking at new technologies. Great. That's really interesting, Tony. Um, quite curious to know what your job or role entails as a CEO of Britasia today on a day-to-day -day basis. So... Firstly, when you took over, obviously you talked about, about the rebranding, but what about today, Tony? What's your day-to-day -day like now? So my day-to-day, -day, every single day is about innovation, motivation, thinking about new ideas, keeping morales high, giving new strategies, giving new ideas, talking to different people, looking at different structures, looking at collaborations, how to work with different uh, 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 organizations, platforms, artists. So literally it is that it's, it's, it's literally thinking every single day, you know, what should we be doing better? What should we be doing next? What else is there out there that we should look at? And, and, and I think if you take, you know, if you have that attitude towards, you know, instead of just sitting in a comfort zone and thinking, listen, I'm getting X amount, I'm buying this, I'm selling it for B 
and I'm getting this much profit for C, you know, and I'm just happy. What, what else can, what else can you do? So I always try and push myself. So I'll push myself every single day. What else can we do? What else is there out there? Um, and I think, I think that's, um, you know, and, and not everyone could do, do that. It does take a lot out of you, but if you have a little bit of that mindset and start off somewhere small, but just by keep pushing yourself and look for new heights, even if you aim high and, and high is 10 and, and literally you land at seven, you've done well. Seven's great for me. No problem. I aim 10. I landed seven. Great. If I landed five, I'm not that happy. I need to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. So it's, 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 that's what my kind of role looks like on a day-to-day basis. Great. Interesting. And um, clearly it's quite a high profile role that you have. Um, You know, you're well known within the Asian media industry. Um, What challenges does that present? Uh, You know, being such kind of well known within Asian media, um going to you know even simple things like going to events family events things like that you know what what challenges do you face um i th- i think what it is sunny i'm probably um a very um what's the word i'm a very approachable guy so i think i don't i don't let anyone think you know okay it is you know we're we're all we're all kind of uh um uh, it's it's a team effort it's a community initiative it's a you know, it's it's anyone who loves Punjabi music, great. It's Asia that it belongs to them as well, not just not just us. You know, we're not. I'm not. I'm not precious about. We're not precious about it. I think it's more about you know feel a part of something and be proud of something. You know, it's about are you you know be British, be you, are you proud to be British Asian or are you proud to you know be Punjabi? Are you proud to love this music? Are you proud to you know? So I think it's just that. Are we allowing people to be more proud? Are we allowing people to have some kind of you know, um, attachment, identification, and, and and I think it's more that. So, you know, um, you know, and, and plus, I'm, I'm I'm quite, you know, I've been into I've been in so many situations in my life where corporate, where we have to be, you know, so humble, where we have to be, um, you know, um, sit down and 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 work with artists. So, I think the situation is I'll, I normally adapt rather than making somebody else feel a little bit awkward or. Or if there's a conversation or they don't know, you know, how to approach it. So I, I'm always the kind of icebreaker. So I think because I'm approachable, um, I don't really come across any issues. I think if I wasn't approachable, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe things might be a little bit different. Being approachable can be a difficult thing as well, Tony. Everyone could be asking, but you can give me tickets for the Punjabi Film Awards. <laughs> <laughs> And I, get, and I get that every year. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I think now I'm, I, I start, I only give it to people who I think actually, are they going to do something for the channel or are they going to, are they going to really, uh, uh, you know, will they go out their way and, 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 and get involved in something or somewhere. So, you know, sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't. And sometimes you, you always get it where people say, Oh, please give me this. And sometimes I think it's, I think with me, it's got, am I on a good day? Um, am I, you know, you know, is it, is it, is things, are things going well? Fine. No problem. Just have it. It's just one of them. I think kind of catch me on a good day, really. Well, you might have two more people, me and Andy. <laughs> <knocking on your laughs> <door next year. laughs> you got there before me, Sonny. No problem. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Tony, uh, yeah, this is really, really interesting um, stuff. And thank you for being so open and transparent about the, some of the challenges that you've faced. Um, you are, you know, definitely somebody that is very inspirational. You, you know, you, you love uniting and collaborating with us, others as well. Um, 
now obviously the elephant in the room uh situation now with like you know the 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 uh, technological advancements of today's society and TV um, maybe being on the, you know, uh, something uh, falling behind on that. Um, that's, you know, uh, up for debate. Um, but where do you see Britasia um, sort of, you, you touched on Netflix and, and YouTube and uh, on-demand TV, but do you see um, Britasia thinking about those and how, how is Britasia thinking about this from a commercial standpoint? Um, and you know, from an operational standpoint, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we're already we're already in talks with Trella. We're already in talks with TikTok in India. We're we're already in talks. Um, uh, you know, um, in other actually in 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 other countries, we're already on different IP platforms. So we're already there, if that makes sense. We've already, you know, in Africa, we're on IPTV platform. In India, we're on IPTV platform. In New York, we're on ITP uh, IPTV platform. Um, in Canada, we're on Rogers, which is a cable platform, and UK will still remain strong as long as Premiership's on Sky. So you've got to remember where, where you know it's 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 a, it's that kind of that kind of concept for for us. But don't forget, we are the most expensive country to own and run a TV channel, but at the same time, we're regulated by Ofcom. So. Yeah. I can't see television for the next five to 10 years going out anywhere because it's, it's regulated because it's very, you know, um, uh, um, you know, we, we run on guidelines, we have watershed, we have, you know, there, there's, there's principles that we have in place that we have to all adhere to. There's only certain ads we could play and the ad industry in the UK is worth 4 billion pound a year. So until that 4 billion pound industry doesn't go down to, I don't know, um, go down to, you know, um, uh, in, in the millions, I think TV is still alive because what's actually happened, it's, it's the way you watch TV. It's not television's died because TV, TV figures are still very high around, the, uh, you know, even in the mm -hmm. UK. Um, content's even more important. While you've, while you've been in a pandemic, you know, and, 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 and our viewing figures as well, we, we, you've, you, you've, they've gone higher because... People have got nothing else to do. People have already binge watched. People have already consumed too much information. Now what they want is that old fashioned, let's just put the TV on. I know how many ads are going to come on. They're not going to pop up every 30 seconds. It's a very simple process. I'm just going to sit, sit down. I'll have it in the background. I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing, uh, you know, or I'm playing on my phone or having a conversation or whatever. And I think, I think I think that's where we've kind of remained very very kind of um, uh, strong um, and, and 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 like I said, we're already there. We're already having conversations. We're already thinking, and all it is for us, it's very easy to adapt. You can move from one platform to the other biggest platform, so it's very very easy to whenever that switch happens, we'll just switch and adapt. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, talking from a you know a commercial standpoint, Britasia is you know it runs yeah it needs re revenue to run you talked about you know 40 to fifty thousand uh pounds per month to even run and that's obviously a lot of money um you you talked about you know in, in previous conversations revenue wise you made 1.2 million in the in a year or last year i should say um it takes 15 people to run this tv station so you have about 15 employees could you talk about the revenue model in any more detail? Obviously, ads is the main thing. And, you know, if there's somebody listening here that it might be in the creative space or perhaps even the, you know, content space, 
maybe not just TV, but in any content space online, uh, what kind of things are you thinking about when uh, you are displaying ads or you're selecting or picking ads? Or is, is there, do, you, do you have a selection process for those? And what do you find is really effective? I think our model works a slightly different. Um, uh, our model works on um, just working with 10 or 15 businesses and then giving them that, that whole time. Um, uh, you, you know, as long as you, you, you don't need, you don't need a hundred advertisers, you don't need 50 advertisers, you need quality, long-term strategy advisors. So if, if content creators are listening, whenever you're taking a job on, don't take a month job on or two months job on work with somebody who's going to give you 12 months with a strategy. So, you know, or, or workflow or, um, cause our, our industry, creative industry is very about contract work, freelance work. So, you know, it might be better you, you're working with one client who's going to give you a one-year, two-year consistent work mm-hmm. than working with a client who's only just going to be here one or two months. And that will, that will offset that other client going elsewhere where you could have secured your 12 months with him and it was consistent. So I think always look at that, them things. And, and, and something that we do, we rather work with 10 or 15 strong clients who we know they have budgets they've got structure and they're going to be with us for 12 months. And then we sell them that whole structure over the whole period. Uh, um, uh, what that means is they're not just having ads, they're having social media office, they're having awards office, they're having, um, you know, podcast office, they're having so many other things offers. It actually works within that structure. So it's just being smart and working out, you know, you know, unfortunately, we, you know, we're not publicly funded. We're not, we're, you know, we're not, we, you know, um, we haven't got, um, we have to go out there and find advertisers. We have to go out there and create sponsorships. We have to go out there and continue having conversations. Um, yes, the turnover is 1.2 uh, million and obviously increasing, but, you know, it's it's not about making too much big profit in TV because you, you don't, you don't ever make big profit. It's about reach. Television is about what is your reach? What is your what? How what's your how many people are watching the channel? How many countries are you in? That's where your value comes. That's where you, you know that's the value add on, on on the business. It's not it's not it's not like what's your EBITDA, what's your turnover. It's what's your reach, what's your influence level, what's your what's your impressions, how many people. It's the, it's that it's you know. So it's a little bit different to. To other businesses, like I've always said, it's not, you know, it's, if I bought a care home, I want to know how much profit it's working and work backwards and so on. It's not that. TV's not that. TV's about I'm hitting X amount of mi- millions of people. We have a platform that we represent a, an audience. And that's how you measure the value. That's really fascinating insight there, Tony. Thank you for that. Uh, in terms of what's next for Britasia, um, are you going to be focusing on international development? Maybe you're thinking about films. W- what kind of things are you talking about or thinking about for the future? Yeah, so we're going into films now. We're going into making British uh, Asian films and, and, and getting some artists and um, some cameos and some old school people together. And I think that's where we're heading down. We're heading down that route. Um, we also have a radio station online that we launched recently. We have, um, you know, uh, we have podcasts that are consistently working. We have uh, a fund that we've launched and helping new businesses. Um, and we've, um, you know, we also do have a have an academy where we teach people and give them opportunities. So I think the I think the brands, uh, you know, um, you know, just adding new streams and new new added values to it 
and we'll just continue to keep growing and we might you know that same model might take place um as you mentioned on international development it might the same model we might pick it up from uk once it's tight and solid and do it in india do the same in pakistan or do the same in canada or do the same in australia or do the same in kenya so it doesn't matter as long as the models works here it's it's a pick up and grab kind of model is what we're trying to create um, and we'll work with key individuals and partners within these countries just to just to keep moving great and you touched upon the british fund there can you tell our listeners a little bit about that where the idea for british fund came about and what you're trying to achieve there yep it came about in the pandemic we we realized businesses obviously needed the support and needed um you know uh, that confidence and bounce back and we then decided actually let's let's um let's do something a little bit different and let's support some businesses let's try and work with them now let's give them you know uh you know um cut down rates and um and and, and just try and build them up and while they come out, out of the uh, out of the pandemic you know it'd be great to then just continue working with them so we've invested in some businesses we've um um we've we've just um helped some businesses just to sustain and keep them through this pandemic so tony we we touched on this earlier about uh buying out a business uh which may look very different to starting a business right with buying a business you do have a structure while whilst you don't have it when you're buy- starting up a new one could you talk very specifically about some of the um you know the the nuances the technicalities that you look at in observing you know a business and from a from the lens of you know perhaps a, an entrepreneur that might be thinking about this what are some of the things that you might be considering obviously cash flow and financials uh, are are key things but what are the things that you uh taking into account See, when we're investing into businesses or when we're looking at businesses we look at the uh, the model we look at the I always invest in a person I do I look at the person see his capabilities and see what he's done and look at his track record and if it's a new startup then obviously we look at the idea but then what I look there is how have we got the right expertise have we can we support him with a good management team or give him the right contacts or take his what is he missing so it's slightly different when it's a new startup we look at how good is the idea what's the market research you know and uh, what kind of context of contacts have we got to help that business um you know is there any opportunity to maybe even buy out another business that looks like his competitor or maybe collaborate them so startups are different when we're looking at businesses that are already successful and they're looking to scale up and they want to go to that next level i look at why haven't they been able to go to the next level is there what stopped them from going into the next level has it been revenue has it been uh bottleneck has it been management has it been um uh you know the lack of uh, um uh, uh you know sometimes it could be leadership sometimes it needs a new you know it needs a new person to to lead that operation it could be you know it, you know because the 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 person who who's running the business is so passionate and not thinking about the bottom line or he's not thinking about where's the revenue going to come so it's it's different things really andy it's 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 so many different concepts you've got to think about um sometimes you know your gut feeling you know that this business is going to work sometimes it's sometimes that as well believe it or not it's very rarely but sometimes you know this is one idea that you've seen from a long time that you could see the longevity of it and sometimes it's that you know if you look at 
all the people that went on Dragon's Den and the ones that didn't invest, I mean, uh, Brewdog being the biggest one, you know, you know, it's it's you're not going to get it all the time, but everyone's looking for the next Facebook idea. Everyone's looking for that next big idea. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting time. Um, we're we're talking to um, a, a few uh, a few music apps. We're talking to a few um, AI, uh, um, you know, new delivery of apps, and um, it, it it's it's interesting. I think tech. Fintech's very, 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 very attractive. So, Tony, just to end on, uh, my favourite question uh, that we ask everyone is, if you could invite three guests for Chai, living or otherwise, who would they be and why? So, Jeff Bezos, obviously, um, Elon Musk, and probably the Queen. Wow. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a interesting. long time. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and a lot of other... <laughs> And I'm I'm prepared, mate, all the time, ready, ready to prepare. Yeah. So they'd be the three people that, um, yeah, I would love to have uh, child with. Yeah, we 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 hear Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk quite a lot, actually. Um, so yeah, very a common theme between like passion. I think Elon Musk people are just so you know inspired by him, aren't they? Uh, yeah. About what he's going out there and achieving. So it's it's good to see a common thread between people that we're interviewing. Who are also entrepreneurs and business owners just like yourself Tony that you know they you know they respect what he's doing and achieving out there yeah absolutely but yeah no it, it is that guys and it's it's about these guys who have created something that's revolutionary you know they've taken that element they've they've you know they've taken it to new heights mm. um and 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 it's it's you know it's 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 great to look up to them because where did they start from ground level, where did I start my conversation from? We've come from humble beginnings, you know, and I think that's that's what kind of you know you you um you know you automatically draw to and you take your inspirations, you know, and and try and and try and become a little bit of that within your own leadership. That's a very poetic way to end the podcast, there, Tony. You've gone full <laughs> circle, started from humble beginnings. That's where you're ending. That's uh, that's, that's, that's great. Thank you so much for, for appearing on our podcast, Tony. It's been great to have you on. Um, really exciting news that you're doing with, with the kind of Britasia, and we'd love to see where, where Britasia goes in the future. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. And look, best of luck for, um, you know, with, with, with your podcast. And if, if, you know, maybe one day we'll see you guys on Britasia TV and you're leading <laughs> our podcast. So, uh, yeah, look forward to it, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. Thanks a lot. Hi there. Thanks again for listening to the Business Over Chai podcast. If you like this content, please hit subscribe. And if you have any feedback, please give us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter with the handle Business Over Chai or alternatively on our website, businessoverchai.com. Thanks again for listening.